Hi there, and welcome to another success story. Today, I've got the fantastic Lily Kane, and I'm going to start with the question I ask everybody. Why did you become meat-based? Well, thank you for having me. I became meat-based to get to a... I'll try to make the long story short, but essentially, I grew up in San Diego, California. My parents met out of alcoholism and their love for drugs and alcohol, and they ended up getting a divorce. My dad ended up leaving when I was really young, so I haven't seen him since I was probably six years old. Never heard from him. Don't know anything about my genetics, grandparents, any side of that family history. And then my mom continued to be addicted to drugs and alcohol through my growing up. And so we grew up very low income. So I grew up having lots of top ramen, macaroni and cheese, um, applesauce. It was just the, the convenient foods, um, chicken nuggets, all the really easy, simple foods that she can find at a Dollar Tree. And then um, because of the situation I was in, she did not get better. And she told me when I was 16 that she never wanted to see me ever again. And she kicked me out of the house. I promise I was a good student, straight A's, was in church, was a deacon and greeter. I was in volleyball, track, arts, and uh, I was in photography, student government, volunteer club. Like I was doing everything just to kind of stay out of my house since it was such a toxic household. The police were over all the time. There was rape, abuse, all of that. So when I was 16, I ended up legally becoming an emancipated minor. And because of my situation, I was very blessed to be able to be accepted into a university where I was going to be able to um, go for free. So who doesn't like free college? And I moved to Minnesota of all places. So when I went to school my freshman year, I gained the freshman 15. And I think it's because my whole life I was kind of in a calorie deficit because we just didn't have the money and the means to be able to have an abundance of food. So I actually was teased for having chicken legs, being too skinny, having flat chest. And so to gain 15 pounds my freshman year, while most people would say, what? No, 15 pounds. I was like, yay, now boys will like me. And a lot of my um, college years were obsessing about boys and wanting men to like me. And as I continued to pick, I um, became really into just working out super hard and being a very strong, independent woman. I don't need a man, so I'm going to over-exercise. I'm going to cut my carbs, which I really didn't know what that meant at the time. So I just thought that meant bread. I didn't realize there was carbs in my carrots, carbs in my banana, carbs in my raisins. Um, and I would basically, at the end of the day, having felt kind of guilty or ashamed or restricted, I would then go and eat a bunch of dessert and have ice cream and cakes and brownies and cookies. And at nighttime, I'd try to go to sleep at night and I think oh, I failed. I didn't do it right. Tomorrow, I'm going to work out harder. I'm going to be more strict and I'm going to be better. After um, graduating college, I was tired of being in the Minnesota frozen colds for four years. So I moved to Maui to thaw. So then in Hawaii, I lived right next to a Krispy Kreme donut. And every single day I ate a donut. I started drinking more, going to happy hours, um, just having a lot of processed foods. I would make these deep fried Oreos where I would take Oreos and cover them in fun Betty cake batter and then fry them in canola oil. That was fun. Um, and then eventually I met my fiance and he's nine years older than me. So at this point, when I had met him, he had already done an all fruit fruititarian diet, vegan diet, vegetarian, Mediterranean, paleo, keto. He had gone the whole spectrum. And so when I met him, it was kind of strange where I would feel like guilty in a way that I wanted ice cream and he didn't want that. And so he would always make me feel 
comfortable. He would say, if you want to go get a donut, let's go get one. I'm not going to eat one, but you should still have one. And so he never peer pressured me or said I had to change what I was eating, but I always looked up to him and was inspired that he didn't need to have these desserts that I felt like I really needed to have happiness. Um, and so in the process of dating him, I was slowly becoming healthier. And because I started asking him questions like, why aren't you buying tomatoes, nightshades? Why aren't you buying the lectins? And so he was slowly teaching me things. And at the same time, I was slowly able to still incorporate a quesadilla, panini night, burrito day. And so his health was slowly getting worse. Where one day he said to me, Lily, I can't keep eating like this. I need to go back to eating a ketogenic diet because when I did that in the past, it really helped heal my gut and digestion issues. So he started having less rice, less bread. And I thought, okay, that means we're just not having bread this week or, okay, we're not having pasta this month. And he of course never said I had to follow him or do what he was doing, but just because it was more convenient for us to grocery shop and cook and clean and prepare meals together, I just slowly started eating more like him. And, uh, and that's how it kind of happened. So I know usually people, they have this awesome story of like, they started eating this way for autoimmune or for weight loss or for gut issues or for mental health issues. And I kind of just slowly started getting into this because of my fiance and he was healing his gut. And he just kept finding, I think the, I think the broccoli is not working with me. I don't think the carrots are working with me. I think the cauliflower is messing me up. And I kept being like, well, why am I eating all these vegetables? That's not fair. Why do I have to have it? And I just slowly started turning into a meat-based person. Then eventually I learned all about the benefits and I myself experienced benefits. I lost weight. I have less joint pain. I have clearer skin, less mood swings, better sleep. I ate so many things, ended up becoming benefits and healing myself in different ways that I didn't know that I even needed to heal at the time when I started doing this. Brilliant. Yeah, that's a great answer. What about with your fiance? Was he looking at any particular influences at the time? He watched everybody. So all the fruitarians, he's watched all the vegans. But when uh, he went back to keto, initially he started keto about seven years ago. And that was from watching Keto Savage. So my fiance is more into bodybuilding. And so Robert Sykes being able to hold on to muscle. Um, same thing with like Goody Beats, Logan uh, and um, Thomas DeLowler and Jason Whitrock. So that was the initial time he did keto. That's like seven years ago. And then fast forward a few years ago, he started listening more to Ken Berry and um, Saladino the time and yeah we listen to a lot of gundry but that i know he's not me based <laughs> brilliant yeah it's funny you mentioned keto savage because i've just done his podcast a couple of days ago anyway um so you did this and then what made you feel compelled to go on youtube and talk about it so most people don't realize my YouTube channel did not start out of carnivore or animal-based. Uh, basically what happened is during COVID time, I had some extra time on my hands and I really love crafting. And so I started making YouTube videos about how to make a Christmas wreath or how to make a candle, or I started just making DIY crafts. And then eventually it just slowly started evolving into what to get your man for Valentine's day, what I eat in a day. Oh, snap. And then that video kind of went viral. And after that, so many questions came up like, well, why don't you have coffee? Well, what about seasonings? Well, what, why, why are you eating? Why do you eat like this? And so I started making content based on the comments I was getting. And then I felt so much more reward, reward from seeing people get healthy, seeing people the comments people were leaving, it was just so much more fulfilling. And I, I realized how much, how big of a deal this was. Um, so yes, 
That is why I initially started about just, I just wanted to make it, make people smile. So initially I just wanted to make crafts because I was sending them to people all over the world. Nobody realizes this, but I would send crafts all over and, uh, and then eventually it turned into this. So um, when you started, did you have a set, any particular opinion about something that you now look back on and think, wow, I got that completely wrong? Was there something you were passionate about, which, you know, two or three years in, you think, wow, that that really has bit me. Yeah, well, I think just because of like even this whole story, maybe it like connects more dots for people. But initially, like for me, I eat this way because I really like the taste. It makes me feel good and it helps me reach my goals. I think that when I initially made that video, the first video about carnivore, I wasn't to me again. I didn't do this for any reason un, other than just I, I wanted to eat this way. And that is a very it's a big blessing. And I know it's really hard for people to relate to because a lot of times when people come to this way of eating, it's kind of a prison. And so I have a really hard connect, time connecting with that because to me it is freedom and it's just what I enjoy to do. So when people say, oh, aren't you ever bored or feel restricted? I'm like, I choose to eat this way every day. I don't have to. I can eat a donut today, but it's not going to make me feel good. So I would say my biggest regret or thing I would have done differently in the beginning was really emphasizing that I'm not somebody who thinks that a vegetable is going to kill me over dead tomorrow. Or if I have a piece of fruit, then that's it. I'm handicapped. I don't think that way. Whereas if the message came off that way ever, where I'm like, oh, I don't eat plants. It wasn't because I'm afraid that tomorrow my life will be over. And I see so many comments nowadays over the years where they really, really have this fear. And um, if they, if they, if they literally have a reaction or they find negatives to eating plants, by all means, we don't eat them. But um, sometimes I just feel like I didn't put that message out there, right? That it was, this is just because I like, it, this way it helps me reach my goals. And I like the taste. But there's other ways I can eat that can help me reach my goals. I just... I like this way more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that I think we all suffer with is people cherry pick, no pun intended, what they want to hear and they overreact a lot of times and you just have to be so careful when you have to qualify. I do a monthly, uh, sorry, a weekly meeting and I always know I'm going to say something that someone will misread or misunderstand and go in the comments and say, right, I'm never doing that again. And and you see it and you think, right, I've just got to say, don't do that. Don't just never do it again. Just listen to what I'm saying. Anyway, it's not about me. It's about you. So um, what have you landed on at the moment? How are you eating now? Are you doing a particular thing like too mad or are you in just intuitive? I eat we'll call it two and a half meals. So my third meal is just a glass of milk. Um, still breaks my fast. It's still like 200 calories, but um, I don't know if most people would consider milk a meal. Otherwise I do have just two really big meals in the day. Um, and I eat a lot of beef, probably 90% of my diet is beef, 5% or six or 7% of my diet is fish, chicken, bacon, lamb, venison, elk, any kind of other meat. And then the last three, percent is well and also yogurt and milk and then the other the last small percent is just um maybe like a piece of fruit once in a while (laughs) oh that's it i'm never talking to you again but and yes but that's the sort of reaction isn't it you'll say something and it will trigger people what do you think of fasting what i don't think i've seen you talk about fasting much 
Yeah, I am a lean person. So I'm about 110 pounds. So for me to do fasting would be for purely uh, mental cognition and brain benefits. I used to do intermittent fasting. The milk incorporation is just more of a recent thing, but I intermittent fa- intermittent fasted for years because I never wanted to wake up to make breakfast. So back in high school and college, it wasn't because I watched a YouTube video. It wasn't because I was trying to get the benefits. I just did not want to make breakfast. So as far as what do I think about fasting? I think it can be, uh, I think there's a reason everyone could fast, um, whether that is for someone who's trying to lose weight or if someone's not trying to lose weight, but they, again, want to help with uh, brain function or for if someone has cancer. Um, I just think there's there are benefits absolutely to fasting. I like when I travel, I can fast because um, of just how I eat. It's very filling and satiating that usually I'm not even hungry to have three meals in a day, but I do it because I will get leaner. <laughs> so I have to make sure I eat enough food. So um, fasting, I think, is a really great tool especially for weight loss. Um, though I don't necessarily think people have to fast for weight loss. Yes. That is my, my all over the place answer. (laughs) Do you, um, do you coach people or do you just do this for entertainment? What's what's your rationale? I do coach people one-on-one as far as fasting goes. Most people just end up intermittent fasting when they eat this way, just because it's so satiating. It's really hard to want to eat three, four, five times in a day. Um, but again, it's, it's the fasting is, is just another tool. Not that I think people have to fast. Mm, yeah. I mean, I don't fast, but I have done and I, I quite enjoy it for a bit, but I don't think it's something I do on a regular basis, but it has its place definitely. Um, and I did a 72 hour fast to prove about ketosis and blood glucose and stuff like that, because people like the metrics from me, because that's sort of my shtick really. Um, do you do that? Do you take your blood glucose, ketones and things? I do for for video, not because I, I'm really trying to figure it out. I wore a CGM for a while, so I, I really have a good idea. I eat the same thing every day, so I don't need to keep checking it every single day because I eat very much the same thing. So um, with the CGM, yeah, my morning weight, uh, my fasted blood glucose is usually around 80, 85. And then the highest I'll really peak um, is about 105. That's usually after I work out and then I have a glass of milk. And then if I, I did a test where I did three pieces of fruit in one sitting, which it has fruit so it shouldn't really spike, but I did three pieces of fruit in a sitting and the highest my blood sugars went was 94. So it's uh, very low. Yeah. And that's, that's the big thing I talk about, but it's not a continual fructose monitor. It's a continual glucose monitor. So uh, it's not a great test on that. Um, So what's your workout schedule like? I work out five days of the week, though I get body movement every day. We do three 10-minute walks when I wake up. It's about seven. We take a morning walk just to get outside, get the body moving, get the sunlight, the exposure to daylight to help our bodies reset their circadian rhythm and start producing melatonin at the right time so we can help get better sleep. And then we take a walk after our first big meal of the day, which is around 12 o'clock. And then we'll take a walk after our second big meal of the day. So around dinner time, so that's, that's about 6.30. So we do three 10-minute walks every day. And then five days a week, I go to the gym and I lift heavy. One day we'll do arms, then back, chest, shoulders, and legs. Do you do videos on your workouts? Sometimes I will... You know, we get a lot of information with the YouTube studio. You get to have a lot of different uh, 
feedback. And I can see that people skip that part. So I've made videos before where I talk about exercise and statistically 25% of Americans on average exercise. That means 75% of people hate when I work out. So I don't show it all often, but I have. <laughs> I mean, do you have a, an ultimate goal? Do you want to be a bikini athlete or do you just want to look good in a bikini or what, what what's the goal? My goal is to be able to not be on any medication to wake up pain-free and to have a very abundant life. So aesthetically going, uh, I'm not, I don't really have any aesthetic goals. I, I would always like to have a bigger booty. <laughs> so I would uh, make sure to lift heavier on leg day, but um, my, my aesthetics come when I am healthier. Yes. Um, I mean, you seem to have very good skin and stuff like that. So did you feel that there's been, particular benefits with carnivore that you wouldn't have got any other way or meat-based animal-based specifically i would say actually my joint pain so i was a hurdler and sprinter for eight years i ran in college as well i did hurdle, hurdles and jumps and so that was really hard on my knees and i think um like nowadays if i were to have like sweet potatoes multiple days in a row i would notice that it, it really does have an effect on my joint pain so something i spoke with was elliot overton he's more of an awkward guy with sally norton and he was saying how sometimes too many awkward can be like rubbing sandpaper and it can give arthritic pain to people. And I think that was one of the benefits for me eating more animal-based specifically is the joint pain. It did help with my skin overall, so less acne. And um, then as then like my mood is another big thing too. It's because when, as a woman during my menstrual cycle, I used to always say, well, it's that time of the month. So I'm allowed to cry and be angry and be upset. And now I, know I don't have any cramps, which is a big thing because I used to get in a wheelchair and have to get wheeled out of class because my I was just bent over in so much pain from from cramps and then I would also just have crazy mood swings my mood was all over the place my energy have that peak of energy then the crash and I took a nap every single day and um, now I just feel more at peace and I have a more constant energy well that's a huge change because I cannot imagine you not full of energy I mean that's <laughs> that's one of the things you definitely got in abundance that's, do you ever feel I mean, do you plan for the future about how your channel is going to grow? Do you, do you think you'll include more things? Like you just spoke about um, Elliot, who's brilliant, and Sally as well. Do you think you'll get more sort of sciencey and into the mechanisms, or do you think you'll keep it light? That's a great question. I think I will do whatever helps people reach their goals most. So I think like Thomas DeLaller does a really great job of breaking down the science and it's really helpful for myself who's more logical and who likes to know all the details. Other people, they kind of just want to know, just tell me what to eat. <laughs> and um, so it's tough because there's like a fine line of trying to keep people's attention so that way you can help them. But at the same time, giving people valuable information. So mm. If I find that people are more interested in me being more sciencey, then I would do it. But usually, at least for my audience, it seems that they are not as much into the science. No, I mean I I like your your channel because it's it's entertaining. It gets the you do get the facts out though. You do get out there, and I like that you challenge. You'll even present a con of something and say, but personally, I don't agree with this. So I think that's that's really good because you do the pros and cons of things. But actually, 
not destroy the, the the points, but sort of say, but there is another way of looking at it. And I, I'm big on that because I get all this sort of like, well, you, you said this, is that true? And I said, well, it's true for me because yeah. it's my experience and it's, it's what I see, but it could be different for you. Well, and that's 100% it too. I think like with the science, people will say, well, leave me a study. But if I show you a study that says red meat doesn't cause cancer, I can go and find you a study that says red meat causes cancer. So there's a study and a research paper and something scientific for every side of the story. And I, like you said, I I care more about my experience and what I see with other people or what I see with myself, because even if a science paper research says that um, if you eat this, you're going to grow wings and I don't grow the wings, then I don't really care what, what the science says. Yeah, absolutely. No, I get that. I mean, I I work in rehab. That's one of the things I don't talk about much because it's a bit dry for people. But um, I've been doing that a long time. And and one of the things that bothered me, there's a supplement called glucosamine. I I don't have shares in this. No affinity with it. But it's really remarkable for some people with joint pain. Not everybody. And the science is really difficult to get because when they do those sort of studies on joint pain, they want an image, they want to see a fracture, they want to see something that's wrong. And if you don't have that and you say, I've got a pain in the ankle, say, for instance, and it can't be seen on an image, you won't be in the study. Well, those sort of people seem to be the people that are helped by this supplement. So they'll come in and they'll say, well, there's no reason for this i've looked it up on google there's no backup and i say yeah but is your ankle better oh yeah it's better so right well forget the studies then. just take your experience but you know you it, it's getting to that point where everyone wants you to quote a source or cite that source and it's like well but you're off your blood pressure mates or whatever you know it's, yeah. um, it's incredible i mean i i do i do like the way you present present things very much is there anything that's particularly triggered people. Have you ever said anything thought, wow, that's got a lot of comments. I didn't think people were that passionate. Welcome to the alchemy of natural healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. Yeah. Okay, so the big one is exercise. I don't know why people really don't want to exercise. So I've said before that people do not have to exercise to lose weight, but exercise is great for the heart, the brain, digestion, for mood, for sleep, for lowering stress. And there were so many comments of people saying, no, like you don't have to exercise. You can, and I was like, okay, don't exercise. Like, I'm not here to tell people that, you know, like I'm just saying why I do it. Um, and so oftentimes I always speak in, in my own experience and say, I do this. I think that I believe this, which if I'm sharing my opinion, of course, people can share their opinion back, but I'm never telling people what to do. And so I think that I was really surprised with the exercise comments, I think was the biggest thing. And then another thing people don't agree with, with what I say is that people can be healthy eating a multitude of different 
different diets. Um, and that's just because I know people to this day who are almost a hundred or who are in their nineties and they eat differently than me and they're still healthy. They're still really old or, you know, they're still alive and, uh, and they're thriving. So yeah, people don't like that one either, because then that means what I'm saying is not necessarily true. Because if, if I'm eating animal based and it's working for me, but so-and-so who's 90, who's not on any medication and is healthy and who looks like they're still thriving, um, they eat differently. And I say, yeah, they, it, it works. Then people don't like that because it makes it seem like what I'm saying doesn't matter. Yeah. And on the flip of that, is there something you've said that's really resonated? So, for instance, you just talked about your cycle and I would I would imagine that does resonate with a lot of people. My like my um, uh, menstrual cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned that earlier and you said you don't get the cramps, which, you know, that's a big deal for a lot of lot of women. So is there something you've said that you thought like a little throwaway remark and then, wow, people really like that? Oh, a remark. You know, the negative comments stick out, but there's out of 100 comments, there's only one negative. So of the 99 comments, 99% of the time, people like what I say or they agree. So that's really good. Um, something maybe that stuck out. Um, I can't, that, you know, that was a good question you have. I don't have one an answer ready. No, that's, that's okay. I mean, I, I sometimes feel that, you know, we, we say things off the cuff when we were presenting, I don't know if you're scripted and sometimes you might say, so in this interview, you see, I, I never heard you say about your cycle in the cramps. So to me, that was like, Oh, wow. That, I mean, that's a huge benefit. That is a huge benefit, which um, I think a lot of people would be interested in my, my stepdaughter. And I lived it. You see my stepdaughter for a teenage years was in absolute agony, agony, you know, every month and, and agony to live with, you know, <laughs> you know, so moody and stuff like that. So this would have, been and this was before i was doing carnival you know this would have been a thing to look at you see life-changing okay. i now 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 that i've thought about it more um i was having eggs like crazy at one point i was eating eggs all the time every day lots of eggs and i found that my scalp was having like i was having redness move down my scalp and dryness and itchiness and i never connected that it was because of eggs because i kept adding more and more eggs into my diet and my head kept getting worse and worse and worse and then finally i was like i think it's the eggs because i started not enjoying the taste and it's like our bodies give us these little clues because sometimes you don't know what well what food is it and i wasn't eating that many foods and um and eggs are so nutrient dense and they're so so good and i made a video being like okay you guys i gotta come out and say it eggs have been completely messing me up and i removed the eggs my scalp's cleared up things have, have less itchiness dryness and so many people were like oh my gosh i have itchiness in my privates i have itchiness here i because of your video i stopped having eggs for two days and the itchiness went away because that's what happened to me the itchiness went away immediately so um there may be more people who are allergic or have sensitivities to eggs and it might just be the egg whites because at this point now i could have the egg yolks and be fine um but when i figured this out this was probably almost two years ago it was such an aha moment that there were so many comments at that time of people saying wait a second I've been having something going on too, and I've been eating tons of eggs. Yeah, that's a great one. And that's that's what I meant, because I think when you're coaching, it, it becomes obvious what someone's, you know, what is stalling someone. Like cheese is another one that comes up. That can be very problematic. Or dairy, for instance. Uh, and eggs, yeah, that comes up. And egg whites in particular does come up, the histamine reaction and all that sort of stuff. I think it's pretty interesting. So, um 
You said your fiance was eating a certain way. What what does he eat now, just out of interest? He eats animal-based. He has more fruit than I do. That's because he has done every single diet in the book. And he, well, I guess if there was a way that somebody could guarantee him that this way is the most optimal way and he would heal his skin, he has different things that he's trying to heal. And I spoke with different carnivore medical doctors who have the same issue that he has. And they're like, but I've been eating this way for many, many years and it hasn't gone away. I just take medication. And so when I heard some of the things behind the scenes with different interviews, I was kind of disheartened. And I obviously told him different things that I learned that he was like, okay, well, if I'm not going to clear up this, this, and this, because so-and-so has been doing this for a decade, uh, I'm not going to keep doing something that for me doesn't bring me as much fulfillment variety wise. So he loves meat, but he also likes to have a piece of fruit. And so he likes to gain a lot of muscle and be bigger. And it's really hard for him to eat enough meat. Other people may be able to eat a lot more meat, but he's kind of, he has a cap on how much meat he eats. So he does have like two, three pieces of fruit a day to help him be hungrier and eat more food and hold more water and hold more size and muscle. Yeah, that that's uh, an interesting take on fruit. It does make you hungrier. There, yeah. there is a mechanism behind that. I'm not going to get into that um, because that's not what this is about. It's about you. So, uh, do you, do you enjoy the life as an influencer? Do you wake up every morning and think it's going to be good, or do you find sometimes the pressure to produce a video is a, is is a bit much sometimes? 99.9% of the time, I am so happy. I wake up and I feel like I have the best job in the world. I am so lucky. And I read people's comments and it just fills my cup more than people realize. So it is the most fulfilling job. It is my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Sure, there are sometimes, um, mostly from just sponsors or something where there's more pressure. Really, the negative comments don't get to me that much. Initially, when I first started this years ago, oh, yeah, it bothered me. But um, at this point, I've been called an animal murderer, blah, 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 all the things that it doesn't doesn't faze me. Um, so, yeah, the only little bit of stress is just when it's, okay, I have to get a video for a specific sponsor. But otherwise, um, no, I love every, every moment of it. <laughs> yes. Is there... Um... Is there any remedies that you recommend for people, for instance, with cramps? That comes up quite a bit. What do you normally say to people that are suffering with cramps? Well, I would look into hydration and electrolytes in general. So for my, some people, they think that they're being hydrated because they're just drinking water all day long, water, water, water. But hydration isn't just H2O. It's also having minerals. So if someone's having a lot of cramping, um, I know for myself, if I don't have enough um, potassium that I will get cramping. Um, specifically I will get cramping in muscle twitches and that's from magnesium. So I've heard that if you're having cramping in the gym or muscle or face twitches, that is the deficiency in magnesium. But if you're having cramping in the middle of the night, like leg cramps, that's the potassium deficiency. So I would suggest for somebody who's had, who has cramping to look into their hydration overall that includes water, but then also the electrolytes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm big on that as well. What about um, people that have trouble sleeping? Do you have a recommendation there? I would see, well, there's a lot of things. <laughs> sleeping in a dark room. So people don't realize that they have little lights in their room sometimes. So I would put a piece of tape over them or put we put cardboard in our window and have blinds and have a blackout curtain. So we are like, no light is coming in. We can't even see our hand in front of our face. And then sleep in a quiet room, which I know if people have kids, you got to duct tape them. I'm just kidding. But a quiet room, um, 
Then I would try to get off my electronics 30 minutes at least before you go to bed, get off all the screens, electronics, start doing more relaxing things, take a warm shower, play games, read a book, journal, pray, meditate, give gratitude, whatever to relax. I would wake up and do that morning walk to get just that exposure to daylight or even just stand outside on your backyard just to get that sunlight in the morning. And then I would see what someone is eating because if someone's just eating bacon all day, they're eating bacon. An all bacon diet would likely mean you're going to have some sort of deficiency and then you'll have a harder time falling asleep if you're not getting adequate nutrition. So maybe someone's under eating, maybe they're not getting enough nutrients, um, but what they're eating could be impacting what their, how their sleep is. And then even eating too late in the evening. So I'd want to eat earlier in the day. A lot of people drink coffee. I don't, I don't drink coffee just because I don't like the taste, but um, if someone's drinking caffeine or drinking alcohol, I would move that up earlier in the day. So there's lots of little things people can do. Even just when I open my refrigerator, I close my eyes because I don't want to be exposed to the light. So use candles, turn off the overhead lights um, and just get just get more calm. Yeah. Do you do grounding? Do you, Are you into that? We have a grounding sheet. We have a grounding mat. We also have a weighted blanket, which I find very helpful. Um, and then actual grounding, as in like going outside and putting my feet in the ground, not as often as I would like, but in the summertime, yes. Yeah, that's good. Um, so the last question, really, uh, and then we'll get a bit lighter, but it's, it's always good to get your knowledge because you are very knowledgeable and it's, and it's excellent to hear. So the other thing is people get toilet issues. They either get diarrhea or constipation, or sometimes they can start with a bit of diarrhea, end up with constipation, then it all resolves. What do you tend to tell people that are a bit frustrated about their toilet habits? So if somebody is more constipated, I would look into having less cheese, having more water, more electrolytes, and more fat. If someone's having diarrhea, I would have less fat or just gradually ease into it. Because I know sometimes if somebody trans transitions from eating high carb to high fat, you do need to eat the fat, but your body may not adjust to it right away. So either buckle up and just get ready for a couple of weeks or um, just gradually ease into it. So, so slowly lower the carbs, slowly add in the fat, and then just gradually do it that way to be a little bit less painful um, or or just do the rip it off like a band-aid and just expect that your body's going to adapt for a little bit that's great thank you for that so uh finally because i tend to do sort of short sharp interviews have you got any words of wisdom if someone is on the fence about trying this what would you say to them i would say what is the worst that can happen if you do it for 30 days and it's terrible 30 days of someone's life is not very long and you'll probably forget it even happened. But if it is really beneficial and you find a lot of health, wow, that 30 days was totally worth it. So for myself, I wasn't expecting to have benefits. I, and, and then lo and behold, I had no sugar cravings anymore. My appetite, I'm completely full. I have better sleep. There's just so many things that I didn't think I was going to have that if they just try it, you might see benefits. And if you see cons, there's always going to be your old way of eating. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Your support means the absolute world to me. And if you're enjoying the show, I've got a small favor to ask you. I'd be incredibly grateful if you would consider becoming a supporter and make a small monthly donation. Your contribution will really help to improve the show. I'll be able to improve the software, maybe put a few more episodes out and do many things that I'm hoping to do in the future. I'd do them a lot quicker.
So it's a small monthly contribution. You can cancel at any time and the link is in the show notes. Thanks very much for listening.